Good defenders and welcome to the most LAFC podcast on earth. Just one, 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 one episode away from the double century mark. 200 episodes. This is episode 199 of Defenders of the Bank. And we are just about live. We just finished the game just a couple hours ago. We are in beautiful Lawndale, California, home of the scarf. Actually, we're in Nina's home right now, but it's still the home of the scarf. And oh man, does it feel good after today sitting just uh, five and a half feet or so across from me with a quarter of a glass full of yuzu whiskey. Ladies and gentlemen, again, he is no longer the toast of the East Coast or the beast from the East. Your new nickname, sir, again is? I'm a gypsy prince covered in diamonds and jewels. That's right, folks. The once self-proclaimed beast from the East and the once proclaimed toast of the East Coast, Philly. And Scarf, Hi, you yes, know what sir. Wikipedia says when you uh, search 199? 199, go for it. The de- denomination 199 for this year has been used since the early medieval period when the Anno Domine calendar era became the prevalent That's method Latin. in Europe for naming years. You know what happened in terms of like historic things <laughs> in the year happened? 199. What happened? Remember we used to do this on our early episodes? I it like it. It was the death of uh, Gao Shun, Chinese general and advisor. Uh, that was the big event in 199? In 199. Look, I feel like it was only yesterday, Philly, that we were mourning the death of Gao Shun. Look, something, <laughs> something that we got to do today, Philly, is to mourn the death of... Not your New Jersey energy drinks. Oh, not, God, never, not, never. Not the New never. York, New Jersey Metro Stars, but the New York Red Bulls today came into Bank California Stadium, and you know what? They got their whooping. They got their whooping today, Philly, but man, Philly, we have a couple of things to talk about. Uh, let's get, yep, yeah, Philly has his hand raised. Do you know what else is significant oh. about the number 199? Oh, jeez. All right, go on. It is one number shy of 200. We are about to be the second podcast in the (laughs) LAFC pod fan to strike the bicentennial. Look, folks, creating a podcast, yeah, while it could be easy to the naked eye (laughs) or the naked ear. Whoa, family show. It is a labor of love. It is. A labor of love. Scarf and I only started getting paid recently, and I'm not going <laughs> to say we get paid handsomely, but we're starting to get paid. A little. But it's taken Very a lot of hard work. The fact Very that we little. are on 200, the fact that we are still sane and adequate, giving you these Relatively. podcasts time in and time again for several years now. Wow. I thought we hit 100 relatively quickly. Yeah. We are on the precipice of hitting 200. And uh, while we don't have anything necessarily confirmed for 200, we've got a lot of special things in the works. Defenders of the Bank is about to blow the frick up, and uh, I couldn't be happier. Look, I couldn't it, be it, happier. It's an exciting time at Defenders of the Bank. But, Philly, can we talk about the exciting time it is 
at LAFC right now. The big news that broke the internet. What the, news? The second four-day loan for Danny Trejo from the Las Vegas I mean, Lights. Jesus, USL was going bonkers. Right? The fact that the leading scorer for the Las Vegas Lights signed his second contract for the black and gold. Holy Toledo, life is good. <laughs> the the now, by the way, uh, he, he is... Uh, Danny Trejo got to take the field today for the first time in front of the 3252. So he has been indoctrinated in front of the North End. He was warming up right there. Didn't get a chance to get in the game today. Oh, my God, we have Gareth Bale. Scarf, may yeah. I take a liberty? Yeah. Okay. No, uh-oh. I'm going to take a liberty. The okay. same liberty I took on the All right, hold on, show. everybody, everybody. There's about to be a swear. So if you're listening to this with your children, just earmuff it. Uh, normally we don't swear. We're a family-friendly show. Philly, hold on, hold on, hold on. Philly Why gets, do you think I'm about to swear? We've met. Philly gets one on the pre and post game for 110 football, and he he manages to use it almost every single time. He doesn't normally get one, but this is Gareth freaking Bale. So Philly, go on. All right. If I could be so bold, yeah. And he really thinks I'm going to swear. I think at this point I need I need to not swear oh, because boy. it's just fun. He he gave me such happen. a such a such an intro. Anyway. If I could be so bold as to quote the great and late John Belushi from the once great and still great movie Animal House. Yes. Great movie. Holy it. Wow, he didn't swear. I'm blown away right now. Holy it. There were blanks in that gun. <laughs> Holy it. Dude, first and foremost, you and I have had a pulse on this club for several years. Yeah. We've been through the rumor mill. We have debunked rumors. We have put down stupid tweets from dumb people named Bruno out of we, Brazil. We were the first to confirm the we were first to confirm the Fito Zelaya signing. Oh, we were the first to confirm the Fito Zelaya signing. We were in LAFC HQ as he was trying on a jacket. Oh and, man. And we got in trouble for posting that photo. Yes. Defenders. We didn't take the photo. Defenders. Even we were caught off guard with this. If there was to be a big signing of this magnitude, we would have assumed it would have been Antoine Griezmann. But obviously, the jury is still out on that one. This one might be bigger. This is bigger. I mean, Gareth Bale, at one point, the most expensive transfer in world football history, is now a member of the Black and Gold on a TAM contract. TAM. TAM contract. And I know there's a lot of haters out there, in particular those chuckleheads down the 110. I don't know if they're hating as much as they're just hurting right now. (laughs) Once again, they are doing what they've been doing well since 2018, that's being reactive. Um, I'll say this much. Yeah. John Thorrington from the beginning had mentioned that we are going to be a club that finds, cultivates, and sells young talent. And while it might have been exciting to sign the likes of a Diego Rossi, while it might have been cool to sign the likes of a Brian Rodriguez, it certainly hits significantly harder (laughs) when you sign the likes of a global icon slash sensation. Look, you can tromp the streets of Madagascar. You can walk through Ubud in Bali. You can trep through <laughs> the, um, the Appalachian Trail. Everybody on this planet that gives a hoot about football has heard the name Gareth Bale. And Gareth Bale now graces the roster of the great LAFC, the team in Los Angeles, the premier team in Major League Soccer, and hopefully the 2022 MLS Cup winner. Five Champions League titles, four Club World Cup titles, three UEFA Super League titles, three La Liga titles. Gareth freaking Bale is coming to LAFC. You guys thought we got excited about Chiellini. This is on a whole nother 
level right now. Guys, we broke the internet, not we defenders of the bank. We LAFC broke the internet for the first time in I don't know how long. Major League Soccer is relevant on a global scale. Zlatan Ibrahimovic, a massive, massive signing, but at the back end for sure of his career. Yes, Gareth Bale hasn't played nearly as much over the last couple of years as he would have liked to. But this is not a player who is considered quote-unquote old. This is a player who has a ton left in the tank. If you watched Wales run up to the World Cup, which they are playing in unlike my Italy, which hurts a lot. Gareth Bale dragged that Wales team to the World Cup. He is going to Qatar because he willed it to happen for the Welsh team. This is an unbelievable, massive, huge. There, there is, there is no understating how big this signing is. It hopefully will be better than the Steven Gerrard or Frank Lampard signings. I think this is going to be more like a Robbie Keane 2.0 because what Robbie Keane did once he got to Carson, he brought them a couple of cups and played very, very, very well. I think he was the MVP for a season. If Gareth Bale stays for 2023, and that's a big if because we got some things to unpack with this Gareth Bale signing, but it's on freaking Tam. Yeah, no, and you you bring up a really good point. Most general managers in this league would be able to rest on their laurels they signed Chiellini. We're talking about John Thorington. And you know what? Somebody who's be very underrated within this process. Will Kuntz. Yep. Larry Friedman. I mean, there's so many players in this. Just want to hug them all. Just want to hug all of y'all. God. Larry, I know you listen to the pod. I am going to give you the most exceptional, unbelievable Randy Macho Man oh, meets boy. Hulk Hogan bear hug. It'll be a <laughs> Careful, mega Larry. power explosion of Whoa. a bear hug. Oh, family show. Yes. Mm, the cream will rise to the top. Anyway, what I'm getting at with this is... There's more to come. There's one more coming. There's more to come. We don't know, Defenders, what that more is just yet. But from what we're hearing... (laughs) We know people who do. We know people who do. And you know what? While they may have been at liberty to share the information with us... They didn't. They didn't. So props to the secrecy that the front office of LAFC maintains. But even if they would have, I would have wanted to shush them. Because I'll tell you, you when I woke up on Saturday morning, I dropped Panda off at the hospital at like 6 a.m. I went to my Orange... She works there. I went to my Orange Theory class at 7 a.m. I left... Orange Theory and got in the car at 8 a.m. only to wake up to you messaging me that Gareth Bale signed at LAFC. There were some and swears course, in my message. And of course, I I yelled a word in the car that rhymes with full vit. Um, and, and, and I'll leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> Family friendly, remember? Phileas, if not anything, he is subtle, folks. Yeah, very, very <laughs> subtle. I couldn't believe it. But for the first time in what I can conceive being a long time, if any time, we all woke up yep. to the most unbelievable news that we could have possibly imagined. Nobody saw, realized, or anticipated this. And this is huge. For those people that are like, oh, he's only coming to LA because they have the best golf courses. You know what? We Go do have- drown yourself in the LA River, the mighty LA River. We do have Gareth a- Bale <laughs> coming in here just off of Jersey sales alone is massive. Wait a minute. The mighty LA River, when it has water in it, it's sort of okay. Tongue in cheek, Scarf. Uh, Tongue in cheek. What, what I love is we have 19 local golf courses here in Los Angeles. And not far away from us is Pebble Beach, by the way, Riviera. I mean, there are some great golf courses out there but guys not only philly not only did we sign gareth bale 
But Carlos Vela is now officially back in the fold through 2023. The captain is back for another full season and a half because really after our next game against Dallas, he was out of contract, as they like to say in Major League Soccer, means unemployed. And uh, it's just, it blows my mind that John Thorrington, Will Koontz, front office was able to get the Gareth Bale deal done. They were able to announce the Carlos Vela signing. and, And look, we've talked about it again. We have a DP coming, you guys, and all we've heard is it's going to be big. If I can put on my Philly Maze Hayes hat here, but wait, there's more. And when there's more, there's going to be a lot more because there's still a designated player on the horizon. We are not a team that is going to be built for long-term sustainability. Not with a 38-year-old defender and not with a 32-year-old who's coming off a couple of like, you know... MIA seasons. seasons. We are being built to win now. And whoever this designated player is, as splashy as he may be, Vegas favored us to win the MLS Cup. Whoever is going to sign for LAFC, hopefully is going to be the exclamation point. I've heard jokes. Oh, how's LAFC going to feel when Real Salt Lake knocks him out of the playoffs? We're going to feel very great because you know what? That's never going to happen. (laughs) We are going to win. This is our year. And if we can't win, holy, holy it. By the way, those salty neighbors down the 110, how many years did it take for them to win the MLS Cup? Their first and first since 1996? Five years, six years, seven years? Seven years? We're in what year? We're in year five. Okay. Yeah. So while we have the opportunity to do so, and I don't want to jinx it, and if we do win, of course, those chuckleheads are going to be like, Doug, doesn't have four more. It doesn't matter. This is going to be... Look, I don't want to jinx anything, man. Look, I'm, getting, it, I'm getting ahead of but, myself. But I think, I'm just this excited. But, but Philly, what I think you're, you're saying, and what we're all saying, what we all understand now, is that this means that this season is MLS Cup or bust. Look, it's how we feel every year going into the season, right? And it's how we should have felt going into 2019 and the way that we played in 2019, obviously. But 2020, not the season we wanted it to be. 2021, not the season we wanted it to be. But we still go into the season, right? Knowing that LAFC has enough talent to put themselves in position to win MLS Cup. There's no issue with that anymore. At this point, LAFC is the clear Clear. And this is not us being homers. Take a look at the roster. Take a look at the talent. Yes, Seattle, to me, second best team in the league. Philadelphia, still a team to contend with. I saw the Red Bull, honestly. uh, uh, I don't know how I feel about that. But there is no doubt in my mind now that I thought LAFC coming into the season was the deepest team in Major League Soccer and maybe one of the deepest teams in the history of Major League Soccer. And now all we're doing is adding Chiellini, adding Gareth Bale, waiting for Eddie Segura to come back and be 100% healthy. We have players, Philly, we brought on players like Ryan Hollingshead, Kellen Acosta, and Chicho Arango off the bench today, and that's before having all of those guys back healthy. We have an 18 that is better. We have a second squad that is better than half to two-thirds of the teams in Major League Soccer, and it's just going to be an unreal season Moving forward, look, Philly, we gotta we gotta move through. We're, we're... I just have one thing to say. Yes. It recognizes a tweet, and I I, oh, I, yes. might, I might butcher the saying. If you couldn't have me at Fito Zelaya, you can't have me at Gareth Bale, and that was the tweet. <laughs> Of the weekend, if if you ask me. Look, for those that have hated on John Thorrington, 
that have hated on LAFC front office, that have said all this negative crap over the course of the past like couple of seasons, if you're not happy right now, and if you're not happy with the direction that this team is taking, and if you're going to continue to be critical, what's the point of even being oh, on this wagon? Right. At, well, at this point, the front too- seat is not broken, and the axle is not dragging. <laughs> so chugga, on. chugga, chugga your ass on out of here if this doesn't make you excited and happy. And, and look, I, I think all of... LAFC Twitterverse was was giddy, ecstatic, just completely overjoyed to the to the through the moon, whatever you want to say about this, uh, an unreal, unreal weekend that we had, and and we capped it off Philly with three points against the the Harrison Superstars, the uh, New Jersey Energy Drinks, huge, huge win today for LAFC. Look, let's not forget that the Mauricio Mo Facio Futsal Court is being built in Southeast LA. LAFC, the LAFC Foundation, and the 3252 are partnering to build a futsal court in Mo's honor and the link to donate. Please do not forget the link to donate is in our bio. Quick rundown of today's episode. We, of course, have this day in LAFC history, news and notes, a very quick look at both the Las Vegas Lights and ACFC, a breakdown of the match against New York Red Bulls, and then we'll take a look. New Jersey energy drinks. Thank you. No, you don't New, even New have York, to call New Jersey them Metro drinks. Just call him Harrison. Okay, we'll that's call, it. We'll call him Harrison. They are the LA Galaxy of the Northeast. <laughs> a look at the standings and the schedule, and a quick reminder: if you're not already, please follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Defenders of the Bank, and that's Bank with a C. And and one ten football. And sure, follow one ten football. Absolutely. Follow and us first, then them. Twitter at Defend <laughs> the together. Bank. Uh, this day in LSU history, it'll be a relatively quick one. We're recording this on Sunday, June 26, but I want to flash forward to the 28th of June, 2019. LAFC's first Major League Soccer game in 27 days was a one nothing loss to the Colorado Rapids, despite LAFC dominating possession 66-34. It was the first start in black and gold for Josh Perez and the first MLS start for Pablo Cisniega. And you already mentioned him, Philly. Did you know I was going to to bring this up it was the first major league soccer minutes for one fito zelaya I'm good man what and the first mls 18 ever for philip Ejimadu. and the reason why i wanted to make sure we talked about this today is it was also on the 28th of june in 2019 the 50th match in black and gold for carlos vela everybody remember that Put that in your caps for a minute. The 50th match in black and gold for Carlos Vela. Now, let's flash forward again to the 29th, 2019. This is actually, you know what? We have a game on the 29th, so I'm going to stop it there just at the 28th. Although, man, did we have fun at that Misfits concert on the 29th, Philly. You you convinced me to go. No, no, no. Not Misfits. That was Iron Maiden that you convinced me to go to. But how much That's fun. That's because you ain't no goddamn son of a. <laughs> but that Misfits concert was awesome at Bank of California Stadium. The Distillers rise against the Misfits. What a fun night. More on this day in LAFC history next episode. Just remember, 50th match in black and gold for Carlos Vela in 2019. Uh, let's see. News and notes. Gareth Bale. Carlos Vela re-signing. Danny Trejo. Four-day loan. Uh I think that's about it for news and notes for this episode. Philly, what do you think? Yeah. Oh, they don't call you the best color man in the business for nothing. Thank you, Bob. <laughs> Let's go a quick uh, update on the Las Vegas lights. A big win last week for the lights as they took out Phoenix rising three, two at Cashman field. It was a very LAFC feeling affair. The three goal scorers, Alvaro Quezada, Cal Jennings and Danny Trejo scoring the goals for LAFC. Vegas, Philly, get excited, is now above the playoff line in seventh. Seven wins, six losses, 
and four draws. Our Quick Angel City Minute, their next match is at the bank on July 1st when they take on Portland. Oh, a thorn in their side. A thorn in our side. But that's going to be kind of cool. A great way to start your 4th of July weekend. Yeah. Get your tickets at Bank of California Stadium for Angel City SC as they look to rematch against the Portland Thorns. A thorny and, team. And, and, and that's pretty much it for everything that we have before the breakdown of the match. So, Philly. Yes. We're setting the stage for what happened today. Setting the stage for what happened today. Let's talk about first. This is not your New York team that you used to call your own NYCFC. This is the former New York New Jersey Metro Stars. The, the New York Red Bulls, the Harrison Superstars. So, look. I've been a football fan for as long as I can remember. When the Metro Stars came about and the MLS came about, I can't say that I was overly enthused. I tried. I really did. Overly enthused with the Metro Stars and what MLS brought. It wasn't until 2015 when NYCFC came into town that I actually started paying attention to Major League Soccer. I tried really hard. Believe you me, I tried really hard. I believe you. Red Bull Arena, a beautiful venue. A venue that sits in houses. 25,000 seats. But for a team that averages anywhere between 12 and 14,000 fans per game, not the most exciting atmosphere. I think I was there one time where there was 7,000 fans. In a 25,000-seat stadium, not great. Where it was slightly exciting is when Thierry Henry came in, but even then, I couldn't wrap my mind. I mean, that's kind of cool. That's a big name. It was, I mean, obviously one of the greatest players of his generation, <laughs> but still, the fact that that place wasn't raucous and roaring day in and day out, I don't know, man. Like, I tried really, really hard with them. Yeah. And I've just, I've just settled on the fact that, like, a lot of other LAFC supporters, they are my version of the Galaxy. They didn't necessarily, like, you know, market themselves to the kids in the boroughs. They were very much the Jersey team or the suburban team. They didn't market themselves towards the city. And it felt like the galaxy. They shot themselves in the foot. In comes the brand new team on the block. And now all of a sudden you have the new shiny toy eating the market share where they're being proactive and the old school team being reactive. However, however, they, they need to make a better championship banner. Yeah. I mean, that, that looked like the like the stamp. Uh, not even a postage stamp. It looks like one of those like rally towels the Rams gave you, like upon like the playoff. Yeah, games. those were. Hey, I enjoyed that one rally towel that I got. Uh, but I never Rams. liked the Red Bull. I tried so hard. The New Jersey energy drinks, the New York New Jersey Metro Stars. I tried, but they never like captivated me. Anyways, moving forward, this is only and was only our third match all time against them. There was only two times that these two teams fought with each other. Both times, the home team winning. 2018, if you remember, Royer the Destroyer. Right. Absolutely destroyed LAFC 2-1. to one. And then in 2019, LAFC, led by Carlos Vela, Diego Rossi, and a couple other goals, 4-2. to two. That was it. Unbelievable that over the course of, like, you know, we're in year five, we've only played the Red Bull twice. Well, they come twice. every other year, right? I think that's how it works. They come pretty much every other year, and they're, uh, they're here this year. Obviously, COVID wiped out, I think, a game with them last year. But Philly, COVID also wiped out a bunch of players for the New York Red Bulls in this one. Uh, no Aaron Long, Lucinius, or Jason Pendant. They were all placed in the health and safety protocols before the match began. And that was a huge blow 
for Red Bulls. I mean, obviously, Aaron Long, he is a U.S. men's national team backline player. He is an excellent center back, both in MLS and on the U.S. men's national team. Lucinius, one of their top players. He is probably their most exciting player to watch right now, and especially one, yes. when, when you've got him out there along with the likes of Lewis Morgan. Also, no Caden Clark. Another bummer that we didn't get to see Caden Clark today, but he is with the U.S. Duty. men's national team under 20. Uh, so, so look, he's he's making things happen. Caden Clark, Cade Cowell, that is a a juggernaut. I think they beat, what was it, uh, St. Kitts and Navis or something like that. They beat some team 10 nothing just a couple of days ago. Go ahead and check out the box score of that. Caden Clark scored in that one for sure. And only six on the bench today, Philly, including a player on a four-day loan, just like Danny Trejo. So a very interesting roster mix for the Red Bulls. Philly, I'm going to go ahead and get into the roster for the Red Bulls. You'll take LAFC. Their manager sounds like the villain from Die Hard, Gerhard Struber, a former... Of, why? Why? Why Germans got to sound like they're villains? He was the villain in Die Hard, though, wasn't he? That very name. I mean, a different name, but it was close. I just remember the villain from like Die Hard with a Vengeance. Oh yeah, I don't know. Gerhard Struber sounds like he would be the villain in a spy movie. All right, fine. Fair. <laughs> but that being said, Gerhard Struber also Philly, a former insurance salesman. How do you know he's not a baker? He I or a brewer? I, I or a watchmaker? I, Oh, no, Philly. He could have been all of those things. But according to Wikipedia... Or a footballer, which is actually what he was. He, he was, but he didn't have a great career or anything like that. He played pro and in Austria. He made a dollar more he, than you and I did playing he pro. He didn't even get into coaching full-time until 2014, though he did work with the Red Bull Academy there in Austria for quite a while. Gerhard Struber rolls out his 3-4-1-2, which is a, a fun formation that they like to play. They push a lot of players forward on this team. But I, I thought maybe their best player on the pitch today was goalkeeper Carlos Coronel. He is a product of the vast Red Bull system throughout Europe and now here in the Americas. Playing for Red Bull Brazil, got a cup of coffee with Red Bull Salzburg, and now with New York Red Bulls. Uh, he was he made an incredible save today. We'll talk about that more later. You know the interesting uh, thing about Coronel, Scarf? Yes, tell me. Is in his limited time, and yeah. it's fairly limited if you yeah. really break down his career, had he gotten a clean sheet against LAFC today, he would have had his 18th. That would have already put him as the number three all-time leading clean sheet enabler in New York Red Bull history. That's For a I mean, team that's yeah. been around since 96, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Okay. Uh, defenders Tom Edwards and then the brothers Neelis. Sean Neelis. Massapequa, New York. A 6'4 defender. It's like Philly doesn't even look at my notes because I have that down here. A six, see, I'm the, one I'm, that smart. Does, I'm the one that does the Red Bulls lineup. You do LAFC, but sir. I remember things. Six I drink and I know things. I have the Tyrion Lannister. from Massapequa who Philly... Little 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 nod to my heartstrings here. A little tug. Played for the Westchester Flames for five games. That's right. My grandmother lived on Valley Road in White Plains, New York, not far Canada. from where the Westchester Flames play their soccer. His brother Dylan Neelis, his younger brother, five eleven. So one brother six four. The other's five eleven. How do you think that went? And you're the younger brother too, Dylan. Uh, teammate, Mailman's by the way. Kid. Do, do you know this about about Dylan Neelis? Here's a here's a little deep cut for you, Dylan Neelis. And Did not to- go in Indiana. And Tomas Romero, teammates on the 2019 Georgetown National Championship winning Ooh. team. That's what Scarf likes to do. What a great deep homework. dive. I did not know Homework, that. everybody. He likes to do it. 
Midfielders Lewis Morgan, Frankie Amaya, the Orange County product out of UCLA, and the number one pick in the 2019 MLS Super Draft. Christian Caceres Jr. and John Tolkien. This kid is 19 years old. He has been a mainstay of Philly on the senior roster since 17 years old, and Europe is a-watching this kid at midfield. I did not think he had a particularly good game today, although he had a couple of opportunities. And he was supposedly, according to Vince LaRosa, hashtag LaRosa Pants Co., he supposedly had cool soccer hair. You know what he didn't have today, Philly? Cool soccer hair. A little disappointed in Vince LaRosa on that one. Their forwards, Omir Fernandez, Tom Barlow, and Patrick Klamala. Just two real changes from their normal starting 11, even though they had COVID. Yeah, there were some players in the 18, and we'll talk about them during subs, but nobody really cared about. No, and as far as the LAFC starting lineup is concerned, a very formidable lineup chosen by the mayor of Hanover, Steve Chirondolo himself. Dolo ball, baby. Dolo ball, and uh, on the next uh, on the next airing that we're gonna have on Wednesday against FC Dallas, yes, I will bring out my Hanover '96 jersey on the show, and it is me conceding defeat because I was very much skeptical about what Steve Chirondolo would bring with ten victories you're, behind. You're his with belt. me now. You're with me now. Yes, I am with you now. Thank you. I was skeptical, cautiously. Cautiously. No, just cautious. Cautious. You said just cautious. Fine. I was full speed ahead, ride the bus. Fine. I was cautious, then I was cautiously, then I was cautiously optimistic. Now I am full dolo ball ahead. So his choice for the lineup in between the pipes won Canadians men international Maxime Crepo. The back line consisting of the following. Franco Escobar, welcome back. Jesus David Murillo, Sebastian Ibiaga, and Chiqui Palacios. The midfield consisting of Latif Blessing, Ilya Sanchez, and Jose Cifuentes. The front line, Quadwo, Mahala, Opoku, Carlos Vela. Heard of him. Heard of him. And... Brian. Get ready. Oh, Brian. We promised the people. You had so many people requesting you finish your freaking song, Brian. We have. What what is this place haunted by a poltergeist? We have promised the people that episode 200 will be the debut of Brian's song. We said it while we were on 110 football. I can't wait. I I don't believe you. Episode 200. I've done 200 pods. I still don't believe you. Bring it on, brother. I can't wait. 200 pods with you. How about Philly? Yes, How about the, the 18 that we have? Guys coming off the 18, this is a starting line. Red Bulls would love to have had about five or six of these guys in their lineup today. I mean, we, we said it earlier on. We said it. You said it earlier. I did. The fact that our back, our, our bench, our bench could easily start and succeed for anybody as far as the bench is concerned. He's doing a good job stalling while he brings up the 18, no, I, I by am the way. so stalling good. on this. You're welcome. <laughs> John McCarthy, the backup, who has played one game this season, Mac Daddy. by the way. Mamadou Fall. <laughs> yes. Go on. <laughs> I mean, I'm just looking Philly's at... on tape delay right now. No, no, there's no tape delay. I'm just wondering what you're doing. You're laughing at me as you're taking a swig of water. Water scarf. Scarf is drinking water. Anyway. I have to. I'm on this medication. I can't right. drink for All right, I will continue. I, I, I've been stalling. Yes. Pancho Janela, Chicho Arango coming off the bench. Kellen Acosta, U.S. Men's International. Wow, already Ooh. I'm in shock. Ryan Hollingshead, Danny the Moose Musovsky, Danny Trejo, welcome back, and Daniil Henry, Canadian Men's International. I just got smacked upside the face with what appears to be a balloon of some sort. You never know what's going to happen on a Defenders of the Bank podcast, but Scarf. And by the way, if we do that, if we do that while the Angel City chicks are recording, we would have our heads chopped off by the time that episode was over. 
Beheaded. Oh, oh, for those of you who just heard that voice, that is the famous voice of one, Nina Kiefer, the star and the host of Angel City Chicks, along with my wife, Amanda. I was going to say, wait, isn't your wife also on that? What just happened? She is passed out. Hold on. I want to test some water. No, I think she's. Oh, don't do that. Oh. Philly's Lightning just, strikes the Philly, court, lights get dim, Supreme Cup. Philly is going to oh, sleep on the couch tonight, guys. Couch. That was rough. Sorry. Uh, Sorry. Philly, let's get into the game recap quickly Love and never you. talk about what you just did. Uh, Philly, first half, look, first half was not a good, yeah, that was a bad idea. Philly is, Very in, bad w- idea. Philly is in a lot of trouble right now. I am so regretting what I just did. Yep, yep, 100%. I said you shouldn't do that, but that's okay. Uh, Philly, look. This would be a tale of two teams that like to play a very open style, very back and forth. We saw a lot of possession from both sides in the first half. It was actually pretty even. I think it was almost 50-50 in the first half. The first attempt, if you want to call that, of the match went to Lewis Morgan in the second minute, who was my player to watch for the Red Bulls today on 110 football. I think, I don't know who was sitting in the 23rd row of the North End, but they caught the ball that Lewis Morgan shot. That was an incredible field goal from Lewis Morgan. However, wrong sport. In the fourth minute, Latif with a foul about 30 yards out, but New York could not capitalize on the set piece. And in the ninth minute, I really liked how LAFC kept attacking the right side early on in this game because Tolkien loves to press up there. He's the left back for the Red Bulls, and LAFC just loved to re- to attack that right side. A good run down on the right by LAFC. Mahalo with a nice move and a cross, but New York, who was playing nine men in the box for most of the first half, nine men in the box, I mean, ugh, that was a little frustrating to see, but played out well by the Red Bulls. Again, a little tough clearing the ball in the 11th minute by LAFC. A shot on goal, but really nothing on it for the UCLA product, Frankie Amaya, who, by the way, had like 20, 25 people in the stands all wearing different Amaya jerseys. The Amaya family was present. The former UCLA kid, like we said, and the pride of Santa Ana, California, Frankie Amaya in the 11th minute, an easy save. Philly, our minds got blown in the 17th minute. Scarf, they Sir. did, but I do want to highlight one thing. Before highlight we go one on. thing before we go on. So, whoever scored the first goal of this game, very important in terms of the scoring line historically for the New York, New Jersey Metro Stars. Okay, and the reason why I bring that up is since 2015, since they adopted this high pressure, high pressing offense. Yes. Anytime the New York Red Bull have scored the first goal of the game, and we're going back to 2015. 2015, they have won more than 90 games. Scoring the first goal of the game. Okay. So more often than not, when the Red Bull score first, they generally win. I wonder how many games they've played in that space. Since 2015, if you think about it, you go. we could just go from 30. Sure, about 210 games. Okay. Yeah. So more often than not, they either win or they tie. When they concede, however, they've only won 27 or so games. Okay. So historically speaking, with the brand of offense that this team employs... If they score first, they normally win. If they concede first, they normally lose. And, uh, you know, spoiler so, alert, but so, we won't spoil that until so the So let me get this half. straight. While we're doing the middle of our rundown, now we're at the 17th minute, about to say one of the most exciting things that we've ever said happening at Bank California Stadium. That's when you threw that tidbit in? What, what do you mean one of the most exciting things that happened? Uh, the most Stadium? expensive footballer in the world, Philly, was on screen in the 17th minute of Bank California Stadium. You know what? I, I stand corrected. <laughs> that really was the most exciting thing that not only happened in the 17th minute, but happened over the first 45 Absolutely. minutes of the game. 
Kylian Mbappe. Yes. Kylian Mbappe. The. A World Cup winner. A, <laughs> At like a, 12. A, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how old he was. He was like 17, 18, 19. I don't know. The most gangster thing that that guy ever did it was shun Real Madrid. That is like... Derek, oh, no, that's not even a good example. I can't even think of. I can't even think of no, anything. No, it was just that, awesome. It was amazing. It was incredible. The fact that he shunned Real Madrid to stay with Paris Saint Germain—that's a big deal. Kylian Mbappe, one of the best, if not top two, top three best players in world football, yeah. was at Bank of California Stadium. But folks, <laughs> I will tell you this: don't get excited thinking that he might be the next designated player. <laughs> I don't think because that, that kid alone costs more money than the entire major league soccer. It, it, that, that, that goes without question. The kid's worth well over a hundred million dollars. Okay, yeah. maybe not more than the entire MLS. But no, but still. He, his look, he makes more money than LAFC. All right, like yeah. let's let's be real. He makes more money than LAFC and Carson put together. Both both Los Angeles ish soccer teams. Uh, are you kidding me? Like it, Kylian Mbappe was in the building. You guys, I I freaked out. There we had Jack and Ava who were around us. They freaked out. Kids, parents, everyone. They were like, "Oh my god!" The whole stadium lost their mind. The only thing they got that excited for was that woman they kept showing pounding the beers during the hydration. Oh my god, she was games. fantastic. That, she chugs beers quickly as you do. That was incredible. That's wait, that's an insult. No, uh, it's a compliment. Oh, nice. All right, I'll take it. I mean, she, we're both slow. I'm confused. You, I know you think you're a lot faster. You are. A lot I don't faster think than I. I know. All right. So I after drink the and I know things, minute, Scott, Tyrion Lannister, uh, Philly. The 19th minute showed me what kind of match this would be for Carlos Vela. A corner kick, corner, corner kick, excuse me. And, hmm, huh, hey, she's a baritone. Uh, a corner kick puberty. for New York Red Bull. And it is Carlos Vela rising above everybody else to win the header. When does Carlos Vela get into the box to win headers on the back line? This would set the tone. I thought this was one of the best matches for Carlos Vela that he has played this season. Easily his best, I think, since opening day. We'll talk more about that in a little bit. And Philly, the easily the play of the match. I don't care what anybody else wants to say. The play of the match came from Carlos Coronel. Carlos Coronel, again, arguably one of the best goalkeepers in Major League Soccer. A shutout would have propelled him to number three in uh, in the all-time history for the New York Red Bull. You got had, had a great pass. Uh, there was a great through ball that found its way onto the capable feet of one Franco Escobar. Franco Escobar winds up, lets one fly. It was a missile. It was a rocket. It was a scud. Whatever you want to call it, Coronel got his hand on it, ricochets off, and they got lucky. That was the first and only real unbelievable attempt by either team over the course of the first 45 minutes. Franco Escobar had his opportunity. He was locked and loaded, but but Coronel's showing why he is one of the more elite goalkeepers in Major League Soccer. That was a save that I don't even know why his hand was there. It was just instinctual. And and I think they mentioned it was was it John Champion or who was that on the broadcast there who said it was just strong hand by Carlos Coronel. Normally that might glance off a keeper's hand into the back of the net. Beautiful save in the twenty second minute off a Franco Escobar shot. But again, a beautiful little back heel from Mahala as he kind of yes. let that ball go through, a little back heeled pass. I thought Mahala played decently this match, which I think he needed a solid match. It was, look, I, I kind of was talking smack a little bit about, I didn't love Jesus David Murillo and the way that he plays from time to time. I feel like he takes a few too many chances. But today, Murray shut me up and started in the 24th minute with some great 1v1 defending. Uh, 25th minute, we had a shot from Sifu that was high and wide. 27th minute, Tolkien with an easy save for Maxime Cropot. And, and honestly, 
Philly, nothing in, in the first half. Look, we can we can talk about stuff uh, that happened in the first half. It would be a waste of the uh, millions yeah, all, and millions time. Yeah, all, the only thing I want to say in the forty third and forty fifth minute, we saw more good one v one defending from Murray. Again, looking back in the stands, up at me, pointing to me, and going, "Shut up, scarf." That's what he did. I don't know if you guys saw it, but he did. From I mean, all the way I mean, down with, with, with that unbelievably bright and loud. I've got the pride kid rock star pride kid. Yep. He clearly like saw you. He did. No, he, he heard supporters. me talk crap and then he shut me up this game, which you know what? That's fine. He didn't get a yellow card. So that he, was certainly a pro. He did not. Dylan Nealis did in stoppage time for the Red Bulls. And that is it for the first half, Philly. And now if you really want to break down the stat line again, zero, sure. zero, you only had that one shot by Franco Escobar. Yep. That was devastating. But when push comes to shove, the Red Bull had seven shots over LAFC's five. On target, the Red Bull had three over one. Possession, believe it or not, this was a team that more or less dominated possession on LAFC. And that's not anything that you see very often. Maxime Crepeau certainly... What was the- possession in the first half? 59-41 Red was Bull. It really? Yeah. Unbelievable. Because it didn't end that way. No, it certainly didn't end that way, but the Red Bull dominated possession within the first half. And Maxime Crepeau was the more busier of the keepers between him and Coronel. He made three saves, Coronel made one, and that is the first half stats. Yeah, look, I I really thought that LAFC was doing a really smart job of playing the waiting game a little bit because we mentioned some COVID issues with New York Red Bulls. We mentioned that the subs that the Red Bulls had – these weren't guys that are grizzled veterans. I mean, you have young guys like Cameron Harper out there who's played like 40 minutes in his or six games in his career. You've got other guys that are coming on a little bit later. We'll talk about uh, Zach Ryan, who I think had played 40 minutes coming into this match or 40 minutes including this match. These weren't guys that had a lot of experience. So LAFC kind of playing the waiting game. It was hot. We had a hydration break at the 30th minute. We'll have another hydration break in the second half. You and I should have a hydration break right now. Cheers. <clears throat> Scarf's drinking water. He is. Anyone who's listening, by the way, hopefully you had a hydration break there as well. Uh, New York Red Bulls sub on Drew Yearwood for Omir Fernandez in the second half. And in the 46, it's Christian Caceres with a shot well high. Uh, and I, I really liked the, the 53rd, 54th minute because they were brought to you by Mahala. A shot saved by Coronel. A beautiful run of play. Carlos Vela to Latif Blessing to Mahala Opoku on the cross. And Opoku's shot saved nicely there by Coronel. And another for Opoku, this time off a pass from Sifu. A really good 1v1 effort there. And look... I didn't think Mahala played as badly as maybe some other people did today. Look, is he going to see the pitch all that often after Chris, or Christian Bale, Gareth Bale <laughs> gets here? I, I don't I'm think. I'm a striker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Batman. No, you're a soccer player, Gareth. Get it right. Uh, it's going to be really interesting to see with Brian Rodriguez, Chicho Arango, Carlos Vela, Gareth Bale, a healthy and returning Ishmael Tajuri Shradi. Some of the stuff that we've seen, even in limited minutes from Danny Trejo, who's scoring goals, goals, goals for Las Vegas Lights. I don't know how many more opportunities Mahala is going to get for the rest of the season, but he made the most of what no, I thought he had. Scarf, he really did. He played 64 minutes. And if you really want to break down his statistics sure. for the rest of the LAFC players, he had two total shots, which essentially was more than most of LAFC. Sure. He had two shots on target. Mahala had more shots on target than any other member of yep. the black and gold. He created one chance. Granted, Carlos Vela obviously created more, but Mahala, with his 28 touches, did the most that he could. He did. Like I people, thought he played well. People want to get on him. Like 
he he was motivated. He tried to do his stuff. He broke through on a couple of situations yeah. and a couple of possessions. Granted, he didn't have enough mustard behind his shots, but you can't say anything negative about him because he was no. a threat. Two shots on goal. Only two other players on LAFC had as many. But with all these players coming in, you'd have to wonder how far down deep on the bench he's going to get buried because there's no way he's going to get minutes over Chicho or anybody else with Bale coming in and whoever this next designated player is Look, the be. good part is, Philly, that I'm hoping we're going to be up by a few goals coming into the 75th, 80th minute for many games this season so we can get Bale or Chicho or Carlos or Brian out of there and save their legs a little bit. And that's bail where... out Mahala from the bench? Uh, yeah, there you go. And that's where Mahala and Danny Musovsky and Ishmael Tajiri Shradi and and maybe Danny Trejo and these guys. That's y'all right there, buddy. What, yeah, what yeah. happened? Oh, we got to call a vet scarf. Uh oh, I got some sick puppies. Oh, jeez, that's the second you time you fell for made. it. I oh, wasn't even trying to make boy. you fall for it. In the 64th minute, LAFC brings off the bench Kellen Acosta and Chicho Arango. Latif and wow. Mahala come out of the game, and we're bringing on a U.S. men's national team midfielder and the guy who scored 19 to be goals in his last, I don't know how many games are we <laughs> well, now? Well, there's the spoiler. It was right? 18 up until he scored his 19th coming. Unreal. Unfortunately for the Amaya family, Frankie comes out for Cameron Harper, also in the 64th minute. Again, Cameron Harper, not a guy who gets a ton of burn. And just three minutes from his substitution, Villy, the connection finally happened again. Carlos Vela, and look, kudos to Chicho for staying on side because clearly we've had an issue with these two players connecting with each other. They don't have the best timing, but it, it was a great job there by Chicho to stay on side as Carlos Vela with a beautiful through ball who was 1v1 versus Coronel and slotted it home to Coronel's left absolutely beautifully. Chicho is not going to miss from there, and what a pass from Carlos. And fun fact about Chicho, Philly. He has now scored LAFC's opening goal in our last three matches that we've scored in. Look, the kid, the kid's good. The kid is good for whatever you want to say. Him coming off the bench, I like, again, with Gareth Bale coming in, I like <laughs> right? Chicho being that super sub. Yeah. You loved Adama Diamande. Adama Diamande was not your everyday starter. Nope. He was the bull in the china shop coming in in the 60th, 65th minute. And you know what? Chicho Arango can very much be that player. How much he plays doesn't matter. It's really what he produces that matters. So in this limited amount of minutes that he had, he produced. In fact, his goal by itself would have propelled us to three points and a W. But man, that was a great pass. Carlos Vela got taken down. World-class pass. Chicho stuck to it. Breaks Coronel. one nothing. Finally, we get something to cheer about. It only took 67 minutes. Yeah, Philly, and, and I think that opened up the game, right? I think we see why, for example, when New York Red Bulls don't score first, they lose the majority of their matches because now they get caught chasing, they get a little bit more open, and teams start to open the floodgates three minutes after the goal. I got to tell you, I was so happy for this one, Philly. First of all, we were, we were hanging out with the friends in Flex, which was absolutely incredible. We were, we, they scored two goals when we got there in their, in their little party They suite. did not want us to leave. They did not want us to leave. We stayed We got to give a shout out to our good friend, DeLacy Watts. His very first LAFC game, he was with us. Yep. He would be as bold as to say he's the reason why LAFC won. And I'll let him have that. I'll let him take this <laughs> hat out there. He could go to the grave knowing that, but hey. 2-0 as a result of Delacy Watts' first yep. game at LAFC. But look, uh, another another reason that we won today, Philly, was 
Cheeky Palacios off of a pass from Brian. So Brian gets the assist. Thank you, Brian. Thank you for getting something on the scoring sheet today. Brian Rodriguez. And again, it was uh, Chicho made a great Chicho. Cheeky made a great run. <laughs> but Brian held the ball to allow the second defender to also get out of position. So the cross to Cheeky and Philly. 68 competitions in all, 58 Major League Soccer regular season matches for Cheeky Palacios, and he finally is on the scoring sheet. His first ever goal for LAFC. I don't think many people are bigger fans of Cheeky Palacios than the 22,000 that got to see him score a goal today for the first time in black and gold. So happy for Cheeky. I was there at the airport, Philly, when he landed. Yeah, you were. I just, I'm so happy for this kid. I thought that, you know, he really needed to step up his game coming into this season. And I said, first couple games of the year, I was like, eh, not really feeling how Cheeky is playing. Since about game two or three, again, Cheeky had looked up at me from stands and goes, hey, shut up, Scarf. And he has shut me up for the majority of our games this season. I'm so happy for Cheeky Palacios. Cheeky Palacios is barely old enough to go to a bar, let alone have a successful, long-tenured career in world football. The composure that he had when he received the pass from your boy, Brian O'Brien, finally got himself an assist that Scarf went crying. (laughs) O'Brien. I got to tell you, the composure that he had, that was a veteran-like move. Most players his age would have probably felt too froggy that they would have jumped upon contact with the ball. Cheeky Palacios received it, pump faked, broke the ankle of an NYRB defender, and puts one past Coronel. That is a rock star, veteran move that I can't say that everybody on LAFC would have had the same composure. Yeah. That was an amazing first goal for Cheeky Palacios, and there is no doubt in my mind that he should be a regular fixture in the Ecuadorian national team. So, Philly, we're up 2 nothing, and we're about to get into the last couple, maybe 20 minutes of the match, but my ADD kicked in as we were talking about Gareth Bale and Carlos Vela <laughs> and, and Danny Trejo's four-day loan. Totally forgot to mention, by the way, the largest TIFO in LAFC history celebrating Pride. This was Pride night. I am wearing the kit. You mentioned it, the I warm-up the kits. That, yep, you, you had the armband on for a minute. Shout out to Taylor, by the way. Yeah, dude, that's so. We'll talk about that in just a second. How about everyone? Everyone. What was the 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 phrase on the TIFO? Everyone belongs in Los Angeles, yes. or everyone is welcome. Everyone is welcome in Los Angeles. I thought it was an incredible TIFO, and it wasn't just through the middle of the thirty two fifty two. It was the entire section. I thought that it was so important and such a cool moment. Yes. It was pride, and it was celebrated beautifully. But you mentioned it, Philly. We had our second ever proposal pre match for LAFC. Shout out to Taylor and and his his new fiance. No, that was that was incredible. Taylor, we've known Taylor for a couple of years now. Taylor, a proud member of Pride Republic, got nothing but love for Taylor. The fact that there was that proposal, the fact that there was a ready made jersey, I'm glad that was. He said yes as opposed to he said no jersey. <laughs> but no, I mean you you love stuff like that. And and the Tifo said it. Everybody belongs here. If you have hate in your heart, if you don't respect what LAFC does. If you don't believe in pride, if you don't believe in women's rights, if you don't believe in what the culture of this everybody belongs here at LAFC, 
Walk away right now. Everybody belongs. We are open, open-minded, open-hearted. And if you have any ounce of hate in your heart for anybody, I don't care what gender, color, whatever the case may be, this is not the club right. for you. We love all. We accept all. This is Los Angeles, the world city, and we accept everybody in LAFC. That's right. Taylor and Max, congratulations on the engagement. Just an incredible moment Amazing. there. And again, if you don't like what you saw on the pitch, in the stands, then being celebrated off. throughout the stadium, there are plenty of other places you can go. Go to Carson. Just just get the hell They're, out. They don't like things. There you go. That's your club. So uh, I don't want to say anything bad about Carson in terms of that. They, they've celebrated pride before too. But Philly, 72nd minute, back to the game. LAFC brings on a couple more subs. Ryan Hollingshead and the Moose. Philly, the Moose is loose at the bank for Franco Escobar and Brian Rodriguez. And Philly, this absolutely blew me away. What? The appearance marked the 50th regular season match for Danny Musovsky. 50th regular season match. I know. Nina just heard yeah. me say that and had the same Nina look sneered. that you did when I said that. Nina gave that WTF question Absolutely mark cartoon blue. bubble. Look, we had this day in LAFC history with Carlos Vela's 50th match being highlighted in 2019. This is Danny Musalski's 50th major league soccer regular season match. And he's actually played in 58 matches for the club overall, considering all the other competitions that Goodness we have. gracious me. I am blown away. And, and Philly... Danny Musovsky's 12 goals. This is not going to help my Brian Rodriguez fan, bus, bus fan, bandwagon, whatever it is that you want to call it. Danny Musovsky has scored 12 goals in black and gold throughout all the competitions, 10 in the regular season for Major League Soccer. He is the club's Danny Musovsky. Danny Musovsky is LAFC's sixth all-time leading scorer across all competitions with 12 goals. And this Brian, is the guy who earns 70 grand a year, by the way. Brian Rodriguez only has nine goals throughout all. So Brian Rodriguez earns over a million dollars per year. Danny Musovsky has $70,000 per year. And you're telling me that the Moose with it within 50 games has more goals than the prodigal son from Uruguay. And he's holy al- Toledo. He's also played two fewer matches than Brian Rodriguez has in his career too. unreal 50th match for Danny Musovsky blew me away. Uh, Philly, the the last real, let's say, real chance uh, that had to be saved by a goalkeeper was in the 74th minute when Maxime Cropot makes a great diving save on Lewis Morgan, my player to watch for New York Red Bulls. It was off of a kind of a miscue by Murray again, but he had a solid game overall today, Philly. In the 76th minute, Zach Ryan, a kid that never gets burned for the New York Red Bulls, he got 14 minutes and change for the Red Bulls today. And I thought he was the most exciting player on the pitch in the second half for the Red Bulls. We saw Hollingshead miss a shot, Tolkien miss a shot, and Philly, we got a yellow card, but I'm calling it a scarf card. That's right, because in the 83rd minute, you I know like what, what you did there. Whatever happens in the 83rd minute, that's that's the scarf minute. So the Hollingshead misses, the Philly miss, considering that's, it was in the 80th minute? There you go, yeah, it's a Philly. All right, fine, yeah, I get it. Sure. I see what you're right, doing. See what I did there? Kellen Acosta you earns suck. a scarf yellow card. Congratulations to Kellen Acosta. Uh, Poncho comes in for Sifu there in the 86 minute Philly. And then look what I love. Yes, you are eating on the pod. Yes. <laughs> in the, uh, 86th and 87th minute, Zach Ryan just said, you know what guys, I've got it. Just Red Bulls take the rest of the game off. We're good. And they pretty much did by the way, Zach Ryan misses a header in the 86th. And the, the last great chance of the match went 
off the post, Philly. It almost took the clean sheet away from Maxime Cropo. No, yeah, tell me all about it, Philly. He's he has a mouthful of food right now. He's done this to me on a couple of episodes, so it's kind of fun that right now he can't say anything. So uh, off of a long throw, Philly, like you were about to say, chaos in the box right now. The shot deflecting off of the woodwork, the far post for Maxime Cropot, and that was the best chance for the Red Bulls in a while, and Ryan is having a time in his limited minutes. MLS didn't even have any notes for what happened in stoppage time. We looked on their website to see if we missed anything. We didn't. So with that, Philly, and now that you're done chewing, LAFC wins 2-0. I certainly appreciate you calling me out for chewing on some planter's peanuts. <laughs> um, I was just trying to enjoy myself, trying to feed myself, trying to satiate my appetite. And you had the audacity to call me out. Yep, 100%. But, but, but the beautiful thing about this is you know for a fact that I would have done the same kind Absolutely. Of That's you. why I've, you've done it to me on several occasions. Philly. Well, I'd do it to you again if I had the opportunity right 100%. now. 100%. Philly, we talked about this on 110 Football, but you're man of the match, and there are a ton to choose from today. So you chose somebody on the 110 post game. I'm yeah. going to let you stick to that no, no, person. No, if you want to take him, go ahead. Well, then I'm going to have two then. Oh, I mean, okay. All right. I mean, I love Carlos Vela, the facilitator. Yeah. I really do. So he, at this point, coming into this match, was tied with Jose Cifuentes for leaders in terms of assists. Carlos Vela is not going to have to do everything by himself going forward. Right. Carlos Vela can score goals. We know that. He had one of the greatest seasons in the history of this league back in 2019. But with the pressure being off him, with all these new acquisitions, with all these players like a Chicho Arango uh, displaying their goal-scoring prowess, Carlos Vela can literally do anything and rest on his laurels. I thought that him as a facilitator passing the ball out to Chicho Arango, him sticking with it was great. Carlos Vela was fired up. Carlos Vela has a contract. Carlos Vela is going to be in L.A. He wants to be in L.A. He loves L.A. If anything, he certainly loves LeBron and the Lakers. We know that. We've had lunch with him at the Performance Center. We know Vela loves L.A. He would be my first player of the game. And again, you have to tip your hat to Chicho Arango. He might be our Adama Diamande going forward with Gareth Bale gracing our roster pretty soon. He has scored 19 goals in less than one year with LAFC. We knew he can do it because he led the Colombian First Division in goals. 19 goals. Chicho Arango, since he graced our roster in August of 2021, they both played together. You got old school meeting new school, and that is exactly what LAFC needs to accomplish. Vela and Chicho connecting and playing in harmony and in sync, that is going to win us an MLS Cup title. Yeah, what I love is I go to MLSSoccerSoccerSoccer.com, and they have the top 10 Golden Boot candidates for 2022. That's the season that we're in right now. And this was an old article. And Chicho Arango, by the way, was the first guy that they mentioned, along with Carlos Vela and Rui Diaz and Joseph Martinez and Chicharito. Uh, it's going to be really interesting because I think while Carlos Vela is not going to have to do it all himself anymore, I think that because Gareth Bale and because uh, we're going to get a healthier lineup and because we're going to have guys like Brian Rodriguez, Gareth Bale, and Carlos Vela out there at the same time, or Chicho and Gareth Bale and Carlos Vela out there at the same time, it is going to increase the opportunities for all of those guys. Carlos Vela has had a meh kind of a season. He's only three goals off of the league lead. 
Chicho Arango has had an up and down kind of season if he's ever had one. He's only four goals off of the league lead. And if Vela, let's just say, for example, he gets another hat trick because he had one on opening day. So we know Vela can get a hat trick at any time. All of a sudden now he's the league leader in goals. Like this is the craziness of what this season has been for LAFC. We have not played our best at all in any one game this season. This game included. We have not played a full 90 minutes and we have not put together the best 90 minutes that we can. And yet still, we're, and we're going to talk about this in a second, top of the table, number one in the league, uh, running relatively, we're, we're, well, there's a gap in the Supporter Shield race now of more than just one win. And, and I think today, though, what I saw from Carlos Vela, he played his best game as a captain. Meaning he did a lot of little things that won't appear on the score sheet, that won't appear on the stat line. He did a lot of little things there. For instance, he won two headers inside the box off of corner kicks. He was incredible today in the defensive third of the pitch. He made incredible passes. He actually got into it more than he normally does. He was energetic and moving around the entire time. And I think the signing of Gareth Bale, the signing of Chiellini, knowing that his buddy Steady Eddie is coming back hopefully soon, knowing that Tajuri Shradi is going to be coming back hopefully soon, seeing a healthy Franco Escobar and what that means to the back line, and watching the way that Chiki Palacios has taken the next step, that Jesus David Murillo, for the most part, has taken the next step, and it's a next-man-up mentality on this roster. To me, this was the most important game that Carlos Vela has played all season, and I thought it was his best game. So while... I'm going to give him my man of the match. You got two, so I'm going to give a second real quick. Cool. Finally, he got rewarded with a goal. An incredible season for Chiqui Palacios. I couldn't be happier for him. And if I had to give a co-man of the match, it would be to Chiqui Palacios. Did you see, by the way, who LAFC awarded man of the match to after the game? I did not see it on their Twitters. No, we uh, went right to work on the post game of the one thing. Yeah, we gotta, we'll, we'll check that out. Don't know who. Uh, let's do a, a very quick Philly. Let's look at the standings. The nice part is, uh, Philly, we get to use the, the phrase again. Why don't you go ahead? We are the best in the West and the best in MLS. And I will never, ever, ever grow tired of saying that. God, it feels so good to spin that up. uh, Top of the table, 33 points on the season. If you guys didn't have a chance, by the way, to watch the crazy ending of the Philly NYCFC game today, there were 10 minutes of stoppage. I did not play NYCFC. You did not. Uh, Red card for the medical trainer today. It It was a whole lot of fun in that Philly NYCFC game. I mentioned them because both Philly and Real Salt Lake are on 29 points, four back of LAFC in the race for the Supporters' Shield. And, of course, that means we are four up on RSL in the Western Conference, and we have a game in hand on RSL. Philly, we got two more games this week. Yeah, yeah. Two more games this week. The week starts on a Sunday and ends on a Saturday. It starts with an LAFC game, and it ends with an LAFC game. LAFC playing two more games in the next six days. We take on fourth place Dallas at home on Wednesday, June 29th, and then we head to BC Place in beautiful Vancouver for a match with the Whitecaps on Saturday, July 2nd. FC Ribeye Steak is not a team to overlook. Nope. We're talking about FC Dallas, their mascot being a Longhorn. I'm, I'm seeing Ribeye Steaks yep. anytime I see that Jesus logo. Ferreira. And uh, I can't say, you know, we are the most fortunate at BC Place. I still have PTSD thinking back on the 2019 season. <laughs> the Mark Dos Santos game. The Mark Dos Santos game where we did lose. And I think that was the last match of Shaft Brewer Jr.'s <laughs> career as a member of the Black and Gold. So. That was a weird starting lineup. But don't worry, Philly. You can breathe easy. Mark Dos Santos is on our side again. No, I get it. So, like, the way in the formula to win in this league is win at home and tie on the road. 
at the very least, we should absolutely obliterate Vancouver. But yeah, we're going to have a lot of stuff coming our way going forward, and rightfully so. We've been off for a month, and we're going to have to brace ourselves because, yes, we do have a couple of games coming up in a short period of time, but July 8th. July 8th is the time period to circle circle, circle on your calendar because not only is that going to be potentially the game in which we're going to see the debut of Chiellini and Gareth Bale, but it happens to be the game that we are going to have at Bank of California Stadium against our favorite opponents, the LA Galaxy, the Carson Fallacy, the uh, whatever you want to call them. I I can't wait. I don't want to look past... Dallas, I we don't want to look past we can't. Vancouver, nope. but I am calling this right now, Scarf. Yep. Gareth Bale is going to do the most Zlatan thing against the Galaxy, Ugh. and he's going to come in late in the game, and he is going to put the go-ahead. Hey, I, you, we call you Scarf Stradamus for a reason. I, I want to throw my... Throw my uh, you know hat in the uh, the Philly future predictor. I ooh, I like I like the enunciation of that. Yeah. But man, like alliteration. We got, again, we got think, a lot think, of alliteration. We got a lot of good things in our horizon. <laughs> and if you are not excited to be a member of the Black and Gold, of if you are not excited. excited at our season thus far, excited. if you are not excited about our signings, piss right the frick off. That is Philly saying this to you. Come at me. I uh, <laughs> if you're if you're not excited, then you're definitely not listening to this podcast. Philly, look. We, we got two tough games. Jesus Ferreira can put it on any team in Major League Soccer. That kid is good. He has played very, very well for the national team, and it's carried over into his play for Dallas. Vancouver, look, I'm just not scared of Vancouver. I, I'm, I'm really not. Vancouver is not a good team. They are ninth right now, although they are playing right now, so we'll see what happens. But they are ninth in the Western Conference. I fear but Tristan Blackman being ambitious enough to score a goal against He's already team. done that once this yes, season, so I'm not that worried. I don't, I, unlike you, I do not believe history, at least that particular history, will repeat itself, and I'm, I'm loving it. Philly, not only after the Galaxy match, we get a little break. We get a little break from the 8th to the 17th. LAFC don't play another match. What so, are we going to do with ourselves? I mean, look, what what Sleep, day of maybe? the week is July 17th? That's the Nashville game. July 17th. That, going to the Midwest, that's, that's a Sunday. I mean, it'd be kind of fun. There, I love Nashville. Nash there, Vegas, baby. Is there any way the we could bachelor swing? bachelor and bachelorette I'm getting, party capital outside of Vegas? See, your wife can't give you a dirty look because she's asleep right now. I'm getting a dirty look. Oh, I don't, I, don't, I don't even want to highlight nope. what dirty look you're getting nope. right now. Yeah, so... I might have to go over there to the vegetable tray and just so, uh, drown my sorrows in a lettuce wrap. So, yeah, hey, 199 Philly. Next one will be 200. And but, or th- it's going to be 201 because we might have a special guest that we're waiting on and we're going to skip it. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. I, I do, by the way, we do have somebody that we're going to bring on an episode or two after that'll be a return guest for us. And we, we got we to gotta make this happen. You and I talked about it, but judging by the look on Philly's face, I don't think he remembers, but maybe he does. Uh, we're going we're gonna to have a little fun with a return guest in just a little bit. But that being said, Vince Philly. Vince LaRosa. No, I mean, look, I'll have Vince LaRosa on anytime. Max Bredos, Vince LaRosa, friends of the pod. We'd love to have him on. Shout out 110. But that being said, 199 episodes in the books, Philly. Scarf. Yes. You're still stuck with me after all these years. Almost 200 episodes. I love We're it. We're still together. We're still together. We should, we should, uh, we should consider this long term. <laughs> Isn't this already long term? We have a bank account. According together. to Nina, this is long term. I mean, we, you and I have had a bank account first before you and Nina did. <laughs> and you know how we like to end all of our episodes. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.